All right. We're good? Yeah, we're good. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful Week of News podcast here at VGU.TV. Uh, I am your host, Graydon Webb, and it is uh, episode... It's not episode 46, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. I thought we did that a couple weeks ago. Well, 46. Here we are. And uh, yeah, June 20th. I always forget to read the dates now, and it's awful. <laughs> but uh, here we are. And I am joined very early in the morning. Apologies if we're both a little off. <laughs> I am joined by Alan Muir. How are you, sir? I am panicked that my microphone is going to crackle. <laughs> that would just be par for the course on a on a morning of 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 weirdness here so far. So that would just be wonderful. Um, I mean this sh- this show is known for technical errors. Yeah, yeah. This is where we test out stuff, and then Players Club gets all the cool gets all the cool shit. <laughs> yeah, like right, right, like right now, your your voice is stretching. What does that mean? What should I be worried? Uh, just don't listen back to the show. Oh no! Do I sound like a creepy big robot? <laughs> oh crap! Well, um, let's get started then. And well, the sooner we start, the sooner we get out of this nightmare. Um, let's begin with the upcoming releases for the week of June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. Starting with Super Magbot on PC and Switch. Lego Builder's Journey on PC and Switch. Did you see this one in the, um, it was in some E3 showcase, the Lego one? Yeah. It it came out of nowhere and it looks like, like um, honestly, kind of like Captain Toad, but with a Lego character. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, it looks funny and I'm actually kind of excited for that one. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance on PC, PS5, Xbox Series S, X, One, and PS4. Didn't you say someone's excited for that? Uh, which one? The Dungeons and Dragons one. Oh, I am. Oh, okay. Does it play like uh, Vermintide, or is it totally different? I'm not sure. I haven't. It's been a while. It's been a. It's been a long minute since I've looked at a gameplay video of that for that game. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's as fun as Vermintide was because we had a good time with that. Um, next up, Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights on all platforms. Phantom Abyss comes to PC. That's one I'm super excited about. I've talked quite a bit about it, and um, it's a Devolver game going into early access, I believe, on the 22nd or 23rd, so I will certainly be playing that. Olympic Games 2020, the official video game on PC and all last-gen consoles. Um... That is one that you told me you wanted me to play, <laughs> so it is already in my game fly queue. And stay tuned for a Game Olympics on the Olympic Games. And next it, we, oh, go ahead. Uh, I also, I'll, I'm still willing to buy you that Sonic DLC. <laughs> the the offer still stands. Okay, yeah. well, um, when I get it, I will see if it's free, and if not, I will hit you up. Okay. <laughs> next we have out of line on pc and last gen consoles fallen knight on pc and last gen consoles i like that last gen that's easier than ps4 and xbox one um bitmaster on pc linux mac switch and xbox one empire of angels 4 on pc and last gen alex kid in miracle world dx on everything except the switch that's a that's a weird exclusion Especially these days when it seems to get all the games. 
Yeah, I can. Well, Alex Kidd and America Wall was that was the that was one of the original like mascots of Sega before Sonic. Oh, so oh fuck you, Nintendo. That's what they're saying. I don't know if they're saying that. Is he the one that's a monkey with big hands? <laughs> that does that does sound like Alex Kidd, but I don't know if it's it was something later down the line. Alex Kidd. But, yep. But He's... yeah, uh, Alex Kidd in America World is basically like the best the best Alex Kidd game. Like I remember the first one. I'm not sure. I do, I remember listening. I would always listen to uh, IGN's retro, IGN Retro's channel or podcast, uh, Ret- Retrocity, which was basically Levi Buchanan just just going on like a nostalgia trip. Wow, I don't even remember this podcast. Well, it was from like oh oh seven oh eight. Yeah, this was before I really got into podcasts, but they talked about it a lot. Oh no, it was. Most of the time, it was like just Levi, uh, like it was a one man podcast. Oh, oh, you don't don't get those anymore. Um, yeah, it does look like Miracle World was the first one released in nineteen eighty six. So now, if you want a remaster, uh, get on this one. Sorry, Switch players. Then we have uh, Legend of Mana remastered on PC, PS four, and Switch. That one, I swear, I played that game. I I really think I've played Legend of Mana, so I'm kind of looking forward to to this because this is a remaster. Um, but yeah, then we have the one I've been dreading since we opened this document: the Dungeon of Nahalbuk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the Dungeon of Nahalbuke, the Amulet of Chaos on PC and last gen next up is the eternal castle remastered on ps4 and we have Mighty i don't even remember the eternal Aethid. castle yeah what is that it kind of rings a bell the eternal castle is a remake of the original eternal castle from 1987 huh jesus all right well people have been doing that kind of lately they brought back like remember when they remastered shadow man and everyone's yeah. kind of like, "What the hell is Shadow Man?" And they're like, "You loved that." And when they when they remastered Full Throttle, and everyone was like, "Well, no one actually played that." And I was like, "No, you loved it." <laughs> so they just keep bringing back these old games. Hey, it's a good way to not have to make new things. So it's a good excuse. Um, then we have Mighty Aphid on Xbox One, which I don't know if it's about a bug or not. Scarlet Nexus. Oh my God, that's this week. Have Holy... you seen the box art? Um, the one with like the two people on either side. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Uh, Japan got a different box art, which is less cool. Scarlet Nexus box art, Japan. Oh, with them all just standing. Yeah, it's like I, for- I forgot who it was on Twitter. They're like, I'm just like losing my mind over how we got this. We got the cool, the cool, the cool box art for Scarlet <laughs> Nexus. <laughs> yeah that does look really cool and there's looks just like a there's honestly and i hate to say this looks like a jrpg game that i would not play just because of this box art like they're kind of even using art that doesn't even look like the characters in game they just stylized it to make it look a bit more like anime <laughs> and i mean it's, really, a, it's anime it's, dark souls uh, um, I don't I don't want to say that 
because I wouldn't scare away people who like like I hate Dark Souls and I really like the combat in this. Actually, I think I re- there's. I retract that. I think I'm. I think I'm. Refer- I'm thinking of uh, Code Vein. Yes, you are. Code Vein is very Souls like. That was anime Dark Souls. Um, yeah, and that that scared me away from Code Vein. <laughs> Scarlet Nexus is borderline hack and slash with yeah. some uh, like they they use quick time events kind of things within the within the gameplay. It's like using two different combat mechanics at once to try and build up combo. It's it's crazy. It's a wild scene and holy hell. If you haven't played that, the demo's out right now on everything. And uh, wow, I'm excited that I forgot that game came out this week. Also out this week, Mario Golf Super Rush on Switch, which they are pushing pretty hard and will probably do very well because Mario Golf games always do. Promisa on Switch, which I just looked into and it actually looks pretty cool. Hey, Cody on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 finally comes to Switch. If you're into that sort of thing, which I know that you are, you liked that game quite a lot, didn't you? I didn't like, um, I never played the Tony Hawk's Pro, Pro Skater games prior to this re release. Oh, and I didn't know, like, my first game was Bug, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground. Okay, and that apparently the Pro Skater series had, like, the reason that. We were, I think you and me were compl- complaining a lot about this game because that, apparently that's one of the features of that time, of that era. It's like to have a timer, like a very short t- timer to have like. Yeah, I hated that. That you're like, oh, yeah. it's it's like a race against the clock to get to get ten things done. It's weird because I do hate that, but. I grew up with one of my favorite games as a kid was the uh, Disney Extreme Skate Adventure. And that game had a very similar premise. But now that I'm actually saying this aloud and thinking about it, it had certain tasks that were like, hey, 30 seconds on the clock. But for the most part, it was just a sandbox that you could do at your own pace oh collect all the letters um nail this grind and like so you had time and with tony hawk it's not you're just in every level it's like you've got two minutes do it and then the whole thing is just to replay it and go for the next thing and i don't like that that is not for me that's not my style of of gameplay i don't replay things as it is so why would i want to keep keep redoing the same level um, but yeah, that's just a, I, I want to just respect it because everyone was saying it was such a great game. They were all excited to finally have it. And I think that that's just a product of, we didn't play them and we didn't know that that's what we were to expect. Um, so yeah. So I think, I think it is now time for, uh, you forgot the last game time for Babbit the walking box. <laughs> Are you kidding me? On, on yeah what, what a way to end the, the, the segment <laughs> what a spooky box oh god is it just a just a platformer about a box with shoes on it i is. mean a gonk droid yeah he's just he's just a gonk with shoes oh he fights a cactus though cactus with sunglasses and a hat and boxing gloves well that was fun Wait, is it's Babel? It's Babel the Walking Box. Oh, oh did man! I put, did I put Babbit? 
Babbitt, I I almost led them astray. Oh man, I can't wow. believe I gotta well, I gotta I gotta do, I gotta rectify this. You have to print a retraction. Oh my god! I have to take five percent off my salary. <laughs> We're docking your pay today, unless you can really nail this. It's time for the news. Ba da do da. Yeah. All right, you're good. You get you get your uh, normal amount of treats for the day because <laughs> we just pay you in candies. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um. So I will begin with the first couple stories, starting with. Castlevania Advanced Collection pops up on Australian Ratings Board. So we see this a lot a lot where games in other countries or hey maybe Australia is your country. Do we do we broadcast to Australia? Um that is a great question. And while <laughs> I am trying to vamp myself so I can check our analytics. <laughs> uh we have it's a small following. It's like under one percent. Okay, I'll take it. We so have for... actually, ironically, we have a better foothold than New Zealand. Oh, that's where I want the foothold. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. I want a foothold everywhere. Hey, we got um, we, we have three percent in Ireland, three percent in the UK, six percent in India. Wow. Yeah, I. Who's I? What? And we they have. Us. Yeah, we have, and we have one percent in Canada. I think I know who that person is. <laughs> We're practically celebrities in India. Um, where's mine? All right. So, if an Australian classification board rating is anything to go on, it seems that Castlevania's Game Boy Advance entries may find a new home on new systems. So, rated for a multi-platform launch, um, Castlevania Advance Collection was published June eighteenth on this rating board website. Uh, it has an M rating which is not the same as the ESRB's M rating. It's more in line with a T rating. Okay. And it doesn't list any individual games, but the ones in question could be uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow, all of which released for the Game Boy Advance. The three acclaimed games are built on the Metrovania formula established in Symphony of the Night. Okay. So Konami is listed as a publisher of the collection, and M2 is listed as a developer. M2 has done a lot of things in recent years. It partnered with Konami to create the software for the TurboGrafx-16 mini console, which included a Castlevania game called Rondo of Blood. And that game, Rondo of Blood, is getting a re-release on the long-discontinued Turbo Duo console via Limited Run Games. M2 also developed Castlevania Anniversary Collection back in 2019. What did the Anniversary Collection have? Do you know? Castlevania. It doesn't tell me here. Anniversary Collection had... Oh, is this the one that just had one and two on it or whatever? Um, oh, no, God. It, it, had, it had more. One, two, Simon's Quest, three, Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania 4, Castlevania the Adventure, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania Bloodlines... Kid Dracula and a book, book or or history of Castlevania book of the Crescent moon. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of games for only, you can get it for $4 right now. Wowzers. Um, so yeah, if you like Castlevania, there's a lot possibly coming your way. Um, so we haven't heard anything on brand new Castlevania games since Lords of shadow 
2002 released more than seven years ago jesus um but as we know the netflix series is getting another season and like there's still a lot of stuff in the air about castlevania and a lot of people still enjoy its its world so perhaps we will see another one soon and perhaps we'll see the advanced collection come thoughts on castlevania uh, I was trying to find the uh, meme someone made about um, like it's two char- it's Alucard and someone else saying with so and so dead, uh, his de- so and so's dead to Moon Knight is is is, oh, is yours now to Moon Knight? Ha- ha- yeah, because have you seen the meme of like I um I know you're here, Dracula. Where's my goddamn money? Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> it, it dropped right after the um, Geeked Fest or Geeked <laughs> whatever fest that Mari Takahashi and Raul Goldie hosted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you're here, Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Where's my goddamn money? Yeah. <laughs> well, next up, we have um, some Xbox news or rather some Microsoft news, whatever it is. So as we know, MLB The Show came to Xbox for the first time this year and to get the latest version of the game running on its then unreleased Xbox Series X and S consoles, Microsoft sent PlayStation's development team some of its top secret hardware at the time. So the head of game creator experience and ecosystem at Xbox, Sarah Bond, called this move a, quote, real sign of industry trust when it entrusted the consoles to its main rivals in the video game industry, explaining, quote, the show always came up. We always said, we love this game. It would be a huge opportunity to bring it to Xbox. It was a real, real sign of industry trust. Uh, Microsoft would later announce, as we know, that MLB The Show 21 is free on Game Pass, a bold move that Microsoft says made it the biggest sports game of the past year on Xbox as well as the second biggest sports game of all time on Xbox overall. Sony explained in April that its internally developed game becoming a cross-platform title was MLB's decision. Quote, as part of the goal for this year's game, MLB decided to bring the franchise to more players and baseball fans. This decision provides a unique opportunity to further establish MLB The Show as the premier brand for baseball video games. That was uh, a PlayStation representative said that in April. So... This is pretty cool um, for all the faults that MLB The Show 21 has. And we we talked about them in the review and we've seen them in. Well, you've seen them in your daily trying to play the game. <clears throat> but like that's it's pretty neat that not only did MLB say like, oh, we want to get this in more hands. Let's put it everywhere. But Xbox was like, all right. We don't. No one even like really knows our Xbox yet, but you guys, our our enemy can have it, and uh, and try it out there. And 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 yeah, I think that's really rad. How do you feel about this? Um, well, as you know, um, my feelings towards the game based on the review. Yeah, the, the co-op review that we did. Um, I'm starting to c- come around on it. Okay. Like I, I just I'm still. Sh- just shocked that I was that my ball player came up like wound up in the free agency in my franchise mode, <laughs> and I signed them to the Marlins for the uh, I signed them to a contract with the Marlins. Um, yeah, this. Do you think this would have happened if the Jeff, the Jeff Keeley stuff didn't happen? 
the Jeff Keighley like E three things? No, um, the Game Awards. Phil Spencer, Reggie, and Sean Layden. Oh, so you think that that like meeting of the minds brought everyone together? Yeah, and also Phil Spencer's his general like the way he's he, he, him and everyone else at Xbox have or has like just changed the perception of the brand. Like there was, I think it was IGN. They were just doing a video, like like, and it was live being live streamed. And there's a whole like someone screen capped three three images of the chat, and there's just yeah. console warriors. Wow! And those people do are the biggest. Like they they're like Xbox has no games, PlayStation sucks. Those people are doing a bigger detriment to said systems than the games themselves than the games because they're associating yeah. they're associating themselves with said platforms, which are making said platforms look very toxic. It's it's basically the uh, Star Wars fandom, uh-huh. yeah. Where a large, a large, a large majority of it is really passionate and happy, but there's still a, a group that is just better. Yeah, I think in any in any fandom, you're going to have the fans just make it. The fans make it worse as well as making it better, like. I know that the the people involved will be like, oh, it's for the fans. It's really for you. But then you just get people who are just want to watch the world burn. And uh, yeah, it's that's sad. But I think about what you said about Phil Spencer. I definitely think that he has turned the brand around and he's made Xbox seem more approachable and made it a brand that you can really work with. So I I definitely think that he's had he had something to do with it, but I bet that they all have. I bet they've all got like good relationships with each other just in general. Um, I don't think I think gone are the days where like oh you just you just watch your opponent from afar and you don't really like talk to them. I bet that that Xbox and Sony and Nintendo all kind of chat with each other. So yeah, like there are the times where you where the memes certain memes will make will make the rounds where it's like the official xbox twitter account just like doing like the phone emoji with the nintendo account mm-hmm. good times are ahead yeah how they're already here exactly yeah i think definitely this is we're in a really good place with really great games coming and uh really good relationships and I think that that will only lead to to good stuff. More prosperity. More prosperity. Hell yeah. So, we continue with my final story. Bayonetta 3 is progressing well despite another E3 absence. Um, I actually, just to preface this, that we know are coming that weren't at E3. I think that like everybody needs to just kind of... Everyone went nuts in the comments. And then they were just like, share your experiences with us on this website. And then the whole chat just blew. Just It was nightmare. So, like, there's a new Elder Scrolls coming. It's it's somewhere. Calm your tits, please. <laughs> um, but also, Bayonetta 3 is coming. Um, it was announced back in 2017. And there has been basically no news at all since then. So... 
uh, Nintendo came out and had an interview with someone from GameSpot, and they confirmed Bayonetta 3 is still in the works with one of the developers, um, well, a Nintendo Treehouse employee, going so far as to say the game is, quote, progressing well. In terms of what that means for us eager players, it doesn't actually tell us much. Um, I'm trying to see if this is all the story really is. It says progressing well could mean it's in the early stages and the team is hitting its targets or that it's nearing completion. I guess it could. Yes, it could mean either of those things. Um, that employee added, quote, we like to show things when we're ready to show them. And certainly we like to show things when the developers are ready to show them. We didn't have it here at E3, but stay tuned. Yeah, um, and Kamiya is... He's just apparently he's tired, like he's annoyed and tired of all the qu- people asking him where's Bayo three. Yeah, right. Rightfully so. It's some bullshit. And but then again, this is the same Kamiya who will block people for just asking about certain things. Oh, is he like that? Yeah, he's not, he's not a jerk. He's just <laughs> a very uh, complicated guy. He yeah, maybe he, he was just... he, he was the director of um I think I'm not sure it was like. Like, he he was one of the high, higher, like, creatives on Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. The, the original. Yeah. Well, maybe he just likes to, uh, likes his secluded lifestyle of just getting things done. Doesn't like when people keep questioning him. But also, I'm not gonna, I won't call it out, but, like, this article here is kind of being just as, as prudish with, like, Bayonetta 3 will probably come out eventually for Nintendo Switch. <laughs> like, yeah, it will. Just Bayo, freaking wait. Bayo 2 <laughs> got announced almost 10 years ago. It's, I mean, I get that it's been long, but like, I don't know. My buddy and I were talking about Elden Ring the other day and how everybody was just like, oh my god, it's been three years, why are we not getting anything? And it's, uh, he was like, well, Metroid, it's been 19 years. <laughs> And we finally got something. And look at like Dead Island. <laughs> Even my friend is big uh, is thinking Dead Island will not die, and that it's it's somewhere out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like this life of being into games is all about delays more so than movies and TV and things. And uh, the, these you just gotta wait. It's all a waiting game, and we'll get these goddamn games. So so I guess that's that. Dead Island will not die. We would make a great T-shirt. Oh my God! Let's get on it. When we when we get copyright or when we, when we get a cease and desist. Um, not if we don't use the right the font. Yeah, we can just put the words "Dead Island" on a shirt. Oh, I just found a meme of the "I drink your milkshake," <laughs> and the guy is dying light, and then the sad guy is Dead Island, <laughs> and that's really upsetting. Anyway. Would you like to proceed with Nintendo news? Yes, this has to do with the next line of hardware for this for the Switch for Nintendo. Uh, the Switch is now in its fifth year. Business is booming, and according to Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser, the company isn't in a rush to introduce new hardware to the market. We are always looking at technology and how technology can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. It's how specifically can technology enhance a gameplay experience. And then where do you apply that technology? Do you want to apply it on current existing hardware platforms? Or do you want to wait for the next platform? And then that and then what's the right gameplay experience with that? There's a host of factors that goes into it and there's and it's something we we're always looking at. And that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, I guess my one thing that I wanted to say about um, Bayonetta and kind of this is like after the Breath of the Wild, when they did the, the release on the second one, the guy was like, we haven't been able to show you anything. And I thought that that was really weird because like obviously they've had stuff and people would have flipped out over uh like a just a new look at link or a weapon he uses or something and instead they were able to give us that whole trailer just because they waited and i just think that that's a really good explanation of what nintendo is now like they're going to deliver but like can you imagine if they took any anything that they had for metroid dread and in the span of 19 years they showed us anything regarding that people would have just it would have just become this new buzzword and everyone would have talked about it constantly but instead if they're able to just kind of drop like drop all the information they have shortly before release then you don't you're not building this huge hype train for years and letting people down so i think that's what they've been doing with bayonetta i think that's what they're doing with this new switch it'll come when it comes and honestly, I kind of applaud Nintendo for that. Like, I you'll never see me applauding Nintendo, but I think that that's a pretty good way of uh, of announcing things. And and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm pretty sure with Metroid Dread, it's been 16 years. Has it been 16? Let me check it out. I just have 19 in my mind if it's Metroid Dread. Oh, it says why it took 15 years to make Metroid Dread. All right, you might be right. I think you're right. Let's go with that. Are you right? Okay, next up. <laughs> Back for Blood is always online. Ooh. Even when played with even played even when played solo with AI teammates. So yeah, you can't you can't play this game offline despite ha- having the ability to play solo with AI teammates. Uh, Turtle Rock t- took to Twitter to say we're looking in, into ways we could support offline for the future but you'll need an internet connection to play at launch. And a Twitter user, CurtisD88, replied to that, to Turtle Rock's tweet with, and with that, I went from automatic day one to buy to automatic pass. That is a bit much. Well, he, he elaborates. There is zero, and I mean zero, reason why we shouldn't be able to pl- play this game offline. If you can do it with, if you can, if it can be done with it for dead, you can do it with this game too. But when saying that, I don't think this person understands game development. <laughs> like, sure, it may have worked with Upper Dead on PC and Xbox 360. That doesn't mean that it'll work with, like, with a different generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason it works with on the Xbox on Xbox One is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's that. The game, the game's being optimized for Series X and Xbox One, Series S. Did Left 4 Dead ever come to PS3? Um, I can't imagine a box art Left 4 Dead. No, it did not. Okay, but yeah, it's uh, like. Oh no, go ahead. Oh uh, no, I was just gonna say that there are. This could be a new, a new thing for games because uh, Godfall is a similar is a similar type of thing. Where it's always online, Outriders is always online. So, and uh, sorry for cutting you off. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, there's there's a matter of pres- preserving the game, which unless they unless they find a way to 
implement an offline mode will be a re- will just be the an echo of what happened with Battleborn. Like one day the the servers will be will be switched off or switched off, and then the game is lost. Mm-hmm. But Turok said it is looking into offline play, so only time will tell. So the one the thing I wanted to say was like Godfall. You we were talking about this last week, and we shit all over it, or at least I did, and so I have to shit on it here too. I can't just be like, oh, but I like this game. This game looks good. I'm gonna let it let it pass. Like no, but the real problem is okay. They find a way to implement offline mode. Then why did you announce it to begin with? If you could have always done it, like who who was this announcement for? No one's gonna be excited by it always online. So I just don't understand why. If you know you're gonna say something that's gonna irritate people, just don't even do it. And but that is if they're able to take it out. Otherwise, maybe they're just like, hey, we want to be upfront with you, and this just has to happen. And then, in which case, that guy on Twitter is just like, okay, stop whining. Like, I can't understand how a game doing this, something as small as this, would make you be like, no, I'm out. Like, get over yourself. But yeah, it is it is teach his own, and uh, that guy will be missing out while I'm playing Back for Bud. So, last story. Which is set. We're going out on a sad note. Oh, uh, Baldur's Gate three won't release this year, says Larian Studios. It's not uh, out it, yet. No, I mean technically, it's it's out in early access. Oh wow! But it won't be. There won't be an actual like switch from early access to just like retail. Huh. And they are aiming for twenty twenty two release. So Larian boss, uh, Swen. Venki, the Venki, Venki. So he said it's taking a bit longer than than expected. Uh, we're tr- we're tr- really trying to get the game done by next year. It's not going to release this year for sure, but we're working very hard on getting everything in there. It's a very big game and it deserves to have de- development time. We would be happy if it if we might can manage to release it next year. We're aiming for it. There's no guarantee, but we're definitely aiming for it. And uh, we mentioned on a, on a previous episode of this podcast that, or this isn't the first time that something like this has happened with Larian and Baldur's Gate three. There was that story we talked about, we talked about where, like, if there's there's like a cutoff date, if if they couldn't meet that date, they weren't going to ship. Which is damn good. And they they suffered a big setback due to the general impact of the pandemic, which, according to this article, check affected motion capture and voice acting. So once things ease down, uh, Larian hopes to get back to normal development speed. I say good on them. I think that that's like, yeah, I think it's a them, lot of, it's, it's them being honest and not pulling a Peter Molyneux. Yeah. A lot of developers, the big develop. I mean, I don't know if they're, I can't recall if they're a big developer. That's a big name, Baldur's Gate. Um, but you get people with like, a game that's very, you know, it's going to be lucrative, you know, it's going to do well. Um, and you would think that they would be like pushing to just get it out, throw it out there, but they're not. And they're really putting a lot of time and passion into it. From what I've seen of it, it looks awesome. It's actually made me want to play it. And I've never played like actually a Baldur's Gate before. Um, but I'm sure with their early access money, they're getting a lot of, um, that's, that's kind of like, 
early access, I guess, kind of works like a Patreon to a <laughs> to a game developer. It's just like, hey, we're just getting some getting some money in every once in a while, and um, you can, they can just throw that into into development, which is great. And yeah, I'm sure they're doing good. And I can totally see why COVID affected them in that case when you can't have like actors in your studio doing mocap, but Godspeed to them. And I think we're all looking forward to that game when it comes out. Yeah. Like they definitely have, they already have my money. So did you get the early access? Yeah. Oh, cool. And with that time for the next segment, a re the renamed segment formerly known as the G4 resurrection. I decided oh, to change. Wow, look at that! Yeah, I decided to change the name because it was G four was also known as, or recently it's been synonymous with a viral outbreak. So I'll go with what I what what is best what what G four did in the in this past and what just it just sounds better the G four rewind. Yeah. So two new challengers approach, like two new people, two new uh, personalities for the channel. Or for, uh, yeah, new new people for uh, G4, and it's YouTube personalities, uh, Gina Darling and Gerard the Completionist Khalil. Who? Who? <laughs> I just uh, I just love when like they bring out YouTube people, and then I just I have no clue who they are. Okay, so Gina Darling is a, is a YouTube personality, model, actress. And she's already made some some appearances with before G four, which is like their their like test run of stuff that they're unlike with the original G four, they're very open to feedback, even if it's critical, like heavily critical. And Gerard Khalil, he's best known for the Completionist YouTube channel, where as you as you guessed, it's him one hundred percent completing various video games every week. Mm-hmm. And um, recently, he he was having he had some health problems, so I'm glad that he's doing better. And there still hasn't been word yet of like what the what G4 is going like G4 2.0 is going to be. What like whether or not it'll be a channel on Peacock because G4 is owned by Comcast. Comcast owns NBC Universal, so it's going to be on Peacock. It it could be. Oh wow. G uh, G four has also confirmed that several classic shows will be returning to the network, such as Attack of the Show and X Play, and also as well as uh, Sasuke, also also known over here in the states as Ninja Warrior, uh-huh. the original Ninja Warrior, not that garbage American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and this is just this is more of like uh, me just being curious. I checked. Um, I don't know if it, it's probably not like I, I'm. Qu- I'm questioning the validity of it, but I was, I just checked uh, G4 programming mm-hmm. on uh, Wikipedia, and there was a ton of sci-fi stuff like in there in the acquired programming mm-hmm. section. So stuff like the magicians, uh, Killjoys, and oh, wow. I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried that they're gonna like because. One of the things I heard, like I heard, rumors I heard, is that, or one of the possibilities of G four coming back, is that it'll it would replace Sci Fi Channel. Oh, which would be, I just can't even fathom that happening. <laughs> but as I mentioned earlier, with one one of the news stories, 
Only Time Will Tell with G4 2.0. Yeah. Uh, G4 is also doing or co-hosting D- D&D Live. And this is come. And G4 will also host our air a D&D show in, when it relaunches officially in the fall. And they'll also air new content featuring WWE superstars because they have that connection with uh, Xavier Woods. Oh, yeah. And I gotta say, whoever's running the G4 social accounts, 100%, 100% good stuff. <laughs> so, that is that segment done. Alright. And now it's time for It Hits Different, slash Light the Fuse, Bring the Boom. <laughs> Which, as we mentioned, as I'm on the previous episode, or not, no, episode 45, this is, uh, this is for a segment for or my hype for WWE 2K22 and the AEW game. That just it's just AEW the game. Oh wow! So the WWE 2K Dev Twitter account is sharing the, some of the development pro- progress on WWE 2K22, and they they shared a video where like it's basically just entrances, and there's there's they're claiming or they're promising over 4,800 new or updated animations. And they guessed, or they asked, they said, who, who do the ones here belong to? And I didn't even know. <laughs> and there was also, there was also another, uh, I don't know if I, if this was a dream I had. Huh? Okay. No. Uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't, it was, it was just a dream. I had a dream that they announced <laughs> that they were they were doing away with the uh the t- like the the limited like the limited limited um downloads because like 2K20, 2K19, all the previous games under 2K you were allowed 24 downloads per day or no 20 20 downloads per day. Downloads of what? Um custom wrestlers. Oh, okay. Like d- just different cr- community created content. Huh. But considering it could it, hold on. My phone is ringing. Oh. Very fitting that it happens to it all the time in Players Club, so it's it just had to come <laughs> for me eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm just excited for what the future brings for this game. Yeah, sounds like they're putting a lot into it. And then there's the first like the first image revealed for the AEW game. Ooh, I'm going to the link now to see. Oh wow. And this game just came out of nowhere? Uh no, it's actually Ukes working on it. But like did we did we know that it was coming? Uh I I I did. Oh, okay. And like the game is just or the game the the footage is basically Darby Allen, who is a crazy person. <laughs> like he just does like all this stuff that like he people in wrestling will uh they'll jump like belly first. Like someone first, he jumps back first. Oh, so it's like he wants to break his spine. He wants to die. Yeah, <laughs> damn. He's also he's also skate skate person too. Huh. Like it's very bare bones the footage, uh, but the visuals look really good. Then it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, next, uh, can you vamp for a few minutes? Yeah, I'm gonna vamp. Okay. So. Our next segment, everybody, is going to be about a new game coming. And, spoiler alert, I think it actually looks kind of cool. I just did some Googling of it, and oh boy, 
you're going to be excited to see what's in store. Y'all can't even, y'all, y'all don't even know what's coming. When he says those magical words, oh boy, it is, it is coming. Real talk though, vapid. Like, I think I'm going to buy this Castlevania anniversary collection. I still have, I still have the, uh, the tab open and I'm just staring at it. I used to play, there was a Castlevania I played on Game Boy. Game Boy, probably one of the ones like, that um, could have been in this collection. Uh, shit. Castlevania Game Boy Advance. It was really hard. I was a child. <laughs> Circle of the Moon? I mean, probably that one, but everything is hard when you're a child. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Circle of the Moon. This game was the death of me. If I could see, like, the opening screen, let's just Google a long play and see what it looks like. Ah, uh, it starts with bling, bling. Graydon. Yes. What's up? What's we up? Talk, we have to talk about these Pokemons, Graydon. These Pokemons. There it is. He said the thing. All right. Tell me all about it. Okay. So new information got revealed for Pokemon Unite. Yeah. And this game will release in July of the... Of, Basically next month on Nintendo Switch systems and 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 in September 2021 on mobile devices and it's free to play or free to start with optional in-game purchases available and there's cross-platform play. Wow, so many different Pokemon things. <laughs> there was also a, a trailer that was revealed. Like they that was basically that's basically the game's opening cinematic along with gameplay footage and. The game takes place on Ios Island, Whoa. Whoa. a mythical island said to, to be on the ocean's unexplored frontier. And on, on that island, players will find the Unite Battle Committee, or UBC for short. And it's basically just battle tournaments. And there's a thing called Aos, Aos Energy, or Aos Energy, which can be used in Unite Battles to evolve Pokemon. You take on the role of rookie trainer who's come to Aos to take part in these battles, and it's five on five team battles, and you just have a higher score than the other team when the time runs out. When the timer runs out, and you have to to earn points, you must gather S energy by defeating wild and opposing Pokemon, and then depositing that energy in one of the opposing team's goal zones. So it's sort of like soccer. I guess it's a lot less like league than I thought and more like a soccer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of news or not, uh, not, a lot, not a lot of news, a lot of in, like a big info dump. So I won't go over everything. I'll go over certain, like you can change the appearance of your Pokemon and trainer. You can take part in unite battles while showing off your own unique style. You can even dress your Pokemon different in a variety of outfits using Hollowware. So I imagine you can have a Pikachu wearing a uh, shirt. Hell yes! And there and like certain, like there are many different Pokemon are on are going to be in Unite, such as Charizard, Pikachu, and Greninja, and Mr. Mime. Oh, I'd have to bring him up. Mr. Mime confirmed. He's there, everyone. Mr. Mime confirmed for Smash. Yes. Wait. I'm I'm joking. Wait. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Unite will have. A battle pass. Oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, I can't find me one person 
who, who likes battle passes. I can't. Oh my god! And Pokemon a- a Unite has three t- different types of in-game currency: <sighs> Aos gems, paid; Aos coins, and Aos tickets. You can get the latter two by playing the game. And at the UBC, players can use a- Aos coins or Aos gems to obtain U- Unite licenses, <sighs> which which will allow them to take Pokemon into U- U- Unite battles. At Aos Emporium, players can use Aos coins or gems to obtain UBC approved goods. Yeah, this sounds a bit like a shit show, Al. <laughs> I hate it. Well, you're not big into Pokemon. Yeah, but I was while I was vamping, I was kind of enjoying it. I was like, "Oh, this game looks pretty cool. I I like it." And now I take back everything I said. I'm like that and dude that on is... Twitter. This was was an instant day one buy and now it is an instant pass uh and that is where i guess that is where this episode ends <laughs> ah, because i who? i forgot i forgot to put stories in the rumor mill oh no i wondered if there was no rumors well and she gets the day off but really who likes battle passes and who likes multiple in-game currencies i don't understand what these game what these systems are for uh, who, if you like these things, please write to me. Please let me know. Let me know why you like them. Did you know the Halo's Battle Pass you're only going to buy once and then you you never have to buy it again and you get every season? That's pretty rare. No, actually, actually, if you have if you want to get older, if you don't have the Battle Pass at first and you want to get old content, if you get if to actually buy multiple. Oh, yeah. Then battle passes still suck. Who the hell? <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm so done. Get me, get me the hell out of here. Oh, well, you're well, you're the ho- you're the host. Yeah, I can shut this down whenever I want. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to Battle Pass Talk. Um, I have been your host, Graydon Webb, joined of course by Alan Muir. Thank you for for coming. <laughs> No problem. I was expecting worse things happen with the microphone. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it all recorded good. Hopefully. And uh, and until next time, um, we we will see you. And stay safe, be kind, and um, don't buy any battle passes. This has been a VGU.TV production. For all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games, music, and a lot more, Tune in to VGU.TV.